Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Sisters in the Spirit. This is the first episode of Season 2, and I am Sarah St. Clair. So excited to have you Um, join me here. I'm so glad you found me. If this is your first time visiting this podcast, welcome. And um, this is just a place where we have um, open, authentic conversation. Um, I'm sitting here in my uh, crazy, messy living room um, because we just got back from vacation and then had my oldest daughter's high school graduation this weekend. So it's been um, a whirlwind of a week of traveling and visiting friends and um, and then coming back to celebrate Rena. And there is some thunder rumbling in the distance. I don't know if the microphone will pick it up, but um, we have have a thunderstorm rolling in and um, yeah, I just am so excited to be able to share, um, this podcast episode with you. Um, it is an interview that I did on my vacation with my best friend, Becky Fleming in Michigan. So grab your cup of coffee or tea and a cozy blanket or if you don't have that luxury and I'm catching you on a jog or in the car line or running errands, um, taking your kid to a summer activity or folding laundry, trying to catch up on dishes, whatever it might be, um, I just want you to take a deep breath and enjoy listening to me and my friend Becky um, just talk about um, real life mentorship and what it looks like to um, open your heart and um, home to other people in um, real life and that mentorship friendship, relationship doesn't have to always be all put together and at a coffee shop. So I'm not going to talk any longer because me and Becky do plenty of that, the two of us. And I really hope that you enjoy it and that it's an encouragement to you. All right. Well, we are recording a long-awaited podcast episode for me. I'm here sitting with my bestest friend, um, Becky Fleming, and um, we have our friendship quilts that we sewed together. Um, was it last year or two year, two summers ago? It was the summer of COVID. 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. So um, when the only vacation you could t- take was yeah, your- to your best friend's house. Um, so we're sitting with those and a tissue box between us too. Um, but I just am so excited to get to, um, share Becky and the story of 
her mentorship in my life um, with all of you. And um, so, Becky, why don't you at least um, let's start with you introducing yourself and your family. Uh, I am Becky Fleming. I have been married to my husband, Dennis, for 35, almost 36 years. We were high school sweethearts okay. and got married right after I graduated high school. And we've been together for almost 30, well, this year we'll celebrate 36 years of marriage. That's awesome. Yeah. And we have six children. One of the things that Sarah and I have in common. Yes. <laughs> six. Six children. I have, my oldest, Cherish, is married and has three children. And then my son, Nate, is married to Shannon and has... A uh, little boy, Clay, and Alex is married. His wife is Charity. And then my son, Ben, is married and has his wife, Mina, and they're expecting their first. Yay. And um, then Eric is the youngest son. And then Valerie is my youngest, a daughter. So yep. two boys, two girls, and four boys. Yep. And um, Val is just like a year and a half older yes. than my oldest. So when um, we first met, um, it was like Becky said, tag, you're it. And she was done having kids. And that's when I started having kids um, and then had six kids, too. So. We'll have to find that picture from the wedding where we had yes. the kids match up with their buddies. And yes. um, we have the, the 12 children um, in a picture together that from one of the weddings. A year and a half ago at my son ben, Ben's wedding, Sarah yep. drove all the way up with her six girls for the wedding. That was really special. It was so special. So, yeah, let's walk down memory lane for a minute and um, just share how we met Mm -hmm. So, um, Becky and her husband, Dennis, were the um, leaders of the Young Marrieds class at church. Yeah. And me and Tim had just gotten married, come back from our honeymoon, and we decided to plug into um, Calvary Baptist Church in Holland, Michigan. Yes. And Dennis and I had been over that class for a few years already by then, and it was a very well-established class. It was uh -huh. really functioning great, ministering to a lot of young married couples. Um, one of our favorite times of ministry, really, because it was just really neat how everyone really bonded with each other and were hungry spiritually and growing uh -huh. spiritually. Yeah, and lots of activities together outside lots of, of activities. <laughs> and everybody would come. Yes. Like, it was a very... Th thriving group of um fellowship and so I we joined that class and then I got a phone call um saying um I see your name on the list for the cookout that we're having this weekend could you bring a bag of chips or something like that and I just felt so important because I had only been married for three months I'd never done the adulting thing really um outside of my home and so I just felt so important we're going to this adult young Mary's function and I have to bring chips <laughs> so um yeah so then after that um the Flemings had us over for a meal mm -hmm. and um me and Tim both come from large families or what most people would consider large um, Tim's the oldest of six, and I'm the second born of five. Mm -hmm. And so our little house seemed so quiet, just as young married, um, without any kids yet. And so we just felt like something was seriously missing and seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah. So we went over to lunch at their house, and they had um, six kids what, under the age of 11 or yes. 11 and down? Yeah, 11 and down. So lots time. of energy, lots of noise. And and it just felt like home. <laughs> it felt perfect <laughs> for us. <laughs> they just felt like they fit so perfect with our family. It was just amazing. Definitely yep. a God thing. Yep. So then we kind of 
adopted them and started uh, coming over quite a bit. And um, Mm -hmm. I would take Tim to work. We are a one-car family. And um, so I would take Tim to work. And then um, sometimes I just, like, I don't want to go back to my house by myself and eat alone. And so I call Becky up and ask her if I could stop by for breakfast and um and I'd be like we're having blueberry pancakes come on over let's have some breakfast yes but looking back now um as a homeschool mom myself and you know you realize that as a mom you're managing so much and I was new to the whole mom thing I didn't have kids yet and so I didn't realize like how important a schedule is and mm-hmm. having structure set to your day and all of that kind of stuff. And I just knew I wanted to hang out <laughs> and be around <laughs> that that busyness and the homeschool thing. I had been homeschooled, so it just felt very natural. Yeah. Um, and so I'm very grateful that Becky was flexible and and it just seems so natural for you to come over and the kids, for the most part, still were able to get their school done. You know, there was usually a few extra movies that might have been watched, you know, that afternoon or evening. But I'm like, you know what? Ministering to people is what I want my kids to learn also, mm-hmm. that the agenda is not the important part of life. The important part of life are people. So I wanted to make sure that they even understood, you know, it's okay for a few balls to drop during the day and be able to reach out to people who have needs or just want a fellowship. And, and that's okay. That's, that's what life is really about. You know, the education will still happen. You know, all my kids graduated, they're successful adults that did not, um, hinder their education at all, having someone over. Instead, it expanded them in who they are as people to be able to know it's good to have mm-hmm. people over. And it, this is what God wants. He wants us in people's lives and ministering to them. So yeah. I, I look back on it as positive time. Yeah, because then I got really sick um, with my pregnancy. I got pregnant in the like late July, early August of mm-hmm. that very first summer that we had met. And um, I kind of suffered alone for a while. And then finally one day I was like, somebody has to help me. Um, and so I called Becky up and I was like, I'm really sick. Like, can I come be sick on your couch instead of my couch? And so yeah. she came and picked me up mm-hmm. and um, made me like a cozy comfort food dinner comfort food yes I remember that wasn't Tim working late that night yeah I feel like he was working late and you came over and had dinner with us and that dinner every time I made dinner for you when you were pregnant it would stay down it always stayed down yeah you'd make it at home and you'd be sick but when you'd make it at my house it would stay down and I was just so thankful for that that you had uh, some nourishment in your body yes so you can hear more about that whole being sick and pregnant in one of my previous uh, podcast episodes. But um, yeah, Becky was definitely a lifesaver in mm-hmm. that situation. And I can still remember one of our pastors laughing out loud at us when he heard that Sarah Dawn would come to my house and lay down and sleep on my sofa as he looked at my six <laughs> kids running around the church and go, you did what? You slept yes. at her house? And and four of them being boys that are, you know, rough and tumble and rambunctious. But I literally would, well, I was on Fenegrin too, so that probably had something <laughs> to do with it. But yeah, yeah I just, um, I didn't mind. It felt comforting to have kids playing around and it was distracting, which was what I needed at that point. But, um, yeah, so we just started doing like sewing project. We found out that we had the sewing bug, um, both of us. And, um, I didn't know as much about sewing as Becky did. So I'd bring over sewing projects and we'd work on those together. mm -hmm. Yep. I remember helping you with costumes for Tim's show. Yep, Susical. Yep. I think. And um I was pregnant with Nessa that for that one. Yes. 
I remember it was Charlie Brown. We so were working sick. on Sally's dress. Yes. <laughs> and then I ended up doing hair for that. Yes. That show too. Yeah. So we've had a lot of fun memories and just doing all of the life things. But I think the biggest thing for me um, in your willingness to open up your home, even while homeschooling and um, being, I mean, you were a young mom at the time, you know, mm -hmm. kids that were age 11 and younger. That's like the thick of it. Yeah, um, definitely. And <laughs> Still had diapers um, you're already like pulling your, you know, like I just remember for me in that phase, I was like feeling like the world is falling apart and I'm probably losing lots of hair and <laughs> like very stressed and so much laundry, so much dishes. Um, but you were willing to let me in your home, even though it wasn't always completely picked up. Um, but you had, you know, your way of like encouraging your kids like okay we're gonna be welcoming to Sarah and um and Rena they're coming over so let's tidy up a little bit and um yeah. but I remember just being able to see you do the mothering thing and you know mm -hmm. kids would act up and you wouldn't just let them get away with it because I was there you no. would take time to discipline them and correct them yeah. and so I I watched and I was learning and um you know I learned cooking and you know like you'd do have the kids tidy up before Dennis came home from work and I'm like oh yes. like she's preparing for her husband to come home and like I was just filing all of those things mm -hmm. away yeah. um and so um the reason I titled this um podcast real life mentorship it is because it was it was real life. It wasn't mm -hmm. um, at church in a classroom with the Bible saying, "This is how you you know parent," or "This is how you mother." No, it and just... it wasn't. Let's go to the coffee shop and let's talk about these verses. It... Well, I look put together. <laughs> That's not what it and was. You don't see my messy house. <laughs> no, you definitely saw the messy house. You saw the stacks of laundry. How we had our system to fold them, yep. stack them on the dresser. When it's all done, kids take it up and put it away. Yeah, you know, just how we did life. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that set me up then um, when I you know, started hitting those hurdles, mm -hmm. um, in my mothering, then you were the first one that I called and, you know, Becky, how do you homeschool when you have, you know, school age kids and babies? Um, cause uh -huh. that I ran into that when I started trying to do the homeschool thing and Aislinn was such a busy baby and mm -hmm. just crawling everywhere, getting into everything. And you were like, the pack and play. You yes. select educational toys or books or, you know, yep. something and you set them in there and they learn that that's their time. It's okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a friend reminded me recently of blanket training, how I would train my children to just, you need to sit on the blanket right now while mommy teaches these kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I had forgotten that it's been so long since I had to do blanket training but that you could take your child somewhere and just say, you need to just stay here on this spot for a little while. And it's good for the children to learn their boundaries and that they can just stay in that spot yeah. and play with their toys. And self then it gave mom the freedom to minister to someone at that point mm -hmm. while the children are contented playing with their toys. Yeah. 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 And it gives security to everyone, really. Yep. Um so I think they do that a lot in foreign countries because I have seen like moms setting their little ones on top of roofs while they're like making cement and stuff. But like they've, the babies know, like, so they had to have trained them. Like us in America, we'd be like, you are not allowed to be a parent anymore. That's so dangerous. I wouldn't put them on a roof, but a blanket or, you know, the pack they and play. had their, yeah. they knew their limits. And, yeah. Um, I mean. So. When you have six kids, your eyes cannot be on all of the children at the same time. Yeah. So you do have to have the pack and play to put your child in for safety while you go check on other children, yeah. you know, and take care of things. And and that's okay. That's Yeah. That's a good way to mm -hmm. take care of all the children at once. Yes. 
So those were all just um, such neat things that were happening that I think um, Becky didn't even realize um, until years later when I was (laughs) just like, this is um, what I learned, you know, from observing. And um, so letting people in your home Mm -hmm. um, and doing real life together, I think is so important, even though it's, um, it's humbling really to say, yes, come in, even though your house isn't perfect. Like we always think it needs to be like pottery barn. Perfect. I think, you know, I didn't have Pinterest back then. Yeah. And I didn't have Facebook with all these perfectly pictured homes. Yeah. Pictures. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't, I mean, I liked a nice, tidy home, but it wasn't always nice and tidy. You know, there's more than a few times you came in and toys were everywhere because we lived there. And I'm like, that's okay. Come on in. Yeah. But I think within probably 10 minutes, they could all disappear. They did. It was. We had our magic skirts (laughs) of the uh, couches and we just sweep the toys under the sofa (laughs) and they vanished. Yep. And the room looked great. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I was like, keep that one in your back pocket. Yeah. People laugh <laughs> so, at that, but it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But after Aislin was born um, is when we moved to Greenville mm-hmm. um, in 2010. And um, so then we had to learn how to do a long distance relationship. And um, that was definitely harder. It was. Um, but I still remember, you know, calling you a lot with questions and, you know, at least once a month we would talk and catch up and keep, keep aware of what was going on in each other's lives. And, um, it definitely still felt very much like a mentorship, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to me. And I mean, we were friends. It didn't feel like she just did it to be my, because I was on your list. Or something. No. Like, I feel like that's sometimes what we think. Like, somebody needs to ask us, will you be my mentor? Yeah. And then I'll put you on my list and I'll make sure I call the people on my list. Yeah. It's not checking in on your, yeah, person on your list. It's definitely, this is my sister. Truly, mm-hmm. my sister in the spirit. Because neither of us had sisters. No, And we right. truly feel like this is the sister you know, it fills that sister void in our lives. Yep. This person that we can connect with and share with um, and check in on and how you doing. And so I think that has been part of yeah. what has created the great bond between us. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah. And then life shifted to a, a different stage for you. Yes. Um, you know, all of a sudden, what used to be small children all under your roof became teenage children that were all running a million different. They were. They were starting to graduate that year because I remember you guys literally just before you moved away, you came to Cherish's open yes. house because she had just graduated. Yep. And then you were off and on your way and our life changed because we moved locations that year also moved to a different house. Mm -hmm. And so everything just kind of changed. So it was definitely, we had to think differently how we were going to do the mentorship and just keep the relationship that we already had going. Like you said, we didn't really think of life was different. We didn't even think mentorship. We just thought our friendship, how do we keep this going? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but then, I remember at one point we had moved a couple times down in, in South Carolina and we were at, I think, like our second house there. And I said something to one of my friend, uh, one of my daughters, um, it's Aunt Becky on the phone. And who's Aunt Becky came out of their mouth. It was probably Aislinn. Mm-hmm. She would have been at the age to ask that. Mm-hmm. And I was just horrified. Like, you don't know who Aunt Becky is? Because <laughs> we had, you know, spent enough time with Dennis and Becky um, while we were here in Michigan that our oldest two called 
them, aunt and uncle, and yeah. it was Aunt Becky and Uncle Dennis, and the um, kids really felt like older siblings to them. Definitely, yes. And, um, and still, they... They, they feel still that way. That way. Yep. It's awesome to see my twenty-something children all interacting and playing with Sarah's younger kids. It's just so precious to watch mm-hmm. that relationship. I can't wait till the boys get here so they can throw us in the pool, you know, and just yep. they and just now have... my girls are holding their babies yes. and being like little aunties to them, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I didn't see this part coming. I didn't either, it's and it's just so such precious, a special thing. Yeah, it's a new life stage for mm-hmm. us, even in this relationship now. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, life just got busy. Um, I had three children, you know, while I was down in South Carolina and, Mm -hmm. um, I think too, uh, even with all of the busyness of mothering young ones, um, you know, me and Tim kind of hit some bumps in the road and life wasn't all smooth and easy how Mm -hmm. you want it to be or picture it to be. And, um, I, I was frustrated, I think, at the thought of still being needy or still having things to burden somebody with. And so I just was like, oh, I don't really want to call because I don't really want to burden her with that. And so I wouldn't pick up the phone. And um, that just made it um, difficult. And I think that's part of why, you know, Aislinn's like, who's Aunt Becky? It's because I had, it had been a while before, since I'd reached out because I was mm-hmm. just wanting to like let life figure itself out first. And I'll call her once What's things on, get better. Once I'm and, on top of everything. Yes. Once I have the house perfect and <laughs> supper's on the table and, you know, life is going smoothly. Then yes. I can call her. And, and me and my husband are, you know, totally getting along or whatever it was. And, um, and then the realization hit me um, that life isn't ever no. perfect. It's and not. we need friends that are willing to carry burdens. Yeah. Um, and Becky just made it easy to, mm-hmm. you know, at one point, I think I just kind of tiptoed into being more honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And there was just a safety there yeah. to, to be honest and not being feeling judged. But yeah. you then sharing, being willing to share honestly from your past experiences and life. Yes. yes. And it was just like, oh, when, when, when friends realize that no life isn't perfect, it really isn't. And when you're able to open up and share, you know, those deep heart burdens that you have, um, it really helps deepen the friendship Mm -hmm. and it lets them know that life isn't perfect, you know, and people who think life is perfect, you know, they're kind of living in a dreamland and they're setting themselves up for disappointment because when you get those phone calls that say, nope, it's cancer. And when you get the phone call that someone's passing away and Mm -hmm. when you get the phone calls that, you know, things are going crazy in your family and it, it can put you in a spiral downward so quickly. But when you have the anchor of the Lord to hold you, you know, you know, you might go out in those wavy waters, but you know that he's got you grounded and just having, knowing that God is there to help you, it solidifies you to be able to help others and to say, yeah, it's rough. The water's rough. Mm -hmm. It's slashing over my head at times, but, but, you know, we can do it. You know, God is here holding us up and yeah. And to be able to come alongside a friend who's got those waves pounding at her and to say, I know it's hard. It's hard, but, but we can do this yeah. and, and let's, just let's go to the Lord in prayer. Say, I'll pray for you. Let's and, go to the Lord in prayer yep. and let's pray about this right now. even. Yep. And just knowing that you have that person praying for you and helping you through those times. Mm-hmm. It, it just gives you the strength to keep going. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how prayer works that way to strengthen you when you have friends around you praying for you. Yeah. 
and then little by little, like, you know, before I realized it, all of a sudden I was the middle-aged mom that (laughs) younger moms were coming and asking me for advice. And I was like, why are they asking me? And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, (laughs) like my kids are older now and I'm supposed to know things. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you still realize that you, you never arrive, but you do have things that you can pass on to people that are, um, coming in your, your footsteps. And, um, so then it was my turn to open the doors to my home and be like, okay, you know, it's a little messy right now, (laughs) but, um, like for a long time, it was hard for me to get over that hump Mm. of like wanting it all to be perfect. And, um, And finally, I was just like, forget it. If I wait till my house is all put together, it may never happen. I'll never have friends over. And so I just um, tried to start being more open to that. And And it can be too intimidating for other people to come over if your house looks perfect to them. If it's always together. Oh, it just discourages them. Like, shoot, their house is always perfect. My house never looks this way. How am I ever going to meet up to those standards? And just learning, that's that's not, Mm -mm. that's not, I mean, some people are tidy, tidy people. Yes. Bless you. Bless them. I know. It's okay. Some people can do it. And I'm not a messy person, but I'm not a super tidy person. You know, I, my house always looks like you can walk in and it's okay. But if you didn't call ahead, it may not be perfect. And I'm okay with that. And I would much rather focus on the people. A young mom come over with her two little toddlers and um, just, you know, they were able to find toys very quickly because (laughs) there was plenty to choose from around the living room. Right. And um, I just remember the mom flopping on the couch and she goes, oh, someone else's house is, you know, is messy too or something like that. And it didn't make me feel bad. It made me feel like, I just give it gave her a gift, yes. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to. Yeah. It's just that I couldn't get to the you know pick up the toys before she got there, right? Because um, when you have little ones, they just go behind you and take them all out anyway. And, they sure do. Um, so yeah, just learning that um, it really is giving a gift to people when you just are willing to be a friend and just open up your doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you had found a quote from another one of your friends. I did. Recently, that a friend of mine on this. her um, page posted, Offering hospitality is simply opening your heart to another. Don't confuse hospitality with entertaining. So it really is true. When you offer hospitality to someone, you're opening your heart to them. You know, it's not having a perfectly beautiful home and then saying here's my beautiful dinner here's my lovely china come have dinner at my house i'm being hospitable yes you may be hospitable but you're more entertaining them mm-hmm. and wanting a show and you know possibly i'm not judging everyone by that statement don't take that wrongly mm-hmm. but too often we want it to be just thought of as the, look at how good i can do this yeah. And really what we need to focus on is, is your heart open? Are you willing to share with that person what's going on in your life? We do Are, camp campfires or bonfires out back of your house and do hobo pies yes. for dinner a lot. And, yes. you know, so we go home smelling like campfire, campfire. <laughs> <laughs> and have eaten hobo pies, but yeah. they were so yummy. Yes. And even the other night, just sitting around the fire chatting till late at night and just sharing your hearts you know what's going on in your life right now and Mm -hmm. it's so good to be able to to do that with someone you know you don't have to worry about is the house picked up when someone comes over just invite them over Mm -hmm. invite them to the backyard to sit around a campfire or you know yeah we've been sitting and chatting poolside a lot this week and we've been sitting around the dinner table a lot this week just Sharing lots of our fun, hearts. lots yeah. of laughter. Yes. And, um, so, yeah, I think, um, well, for long-distance friendships, if you have a friend who you just know, like, your soul needs 
and the Lord makes it plain to you that like your soul needs that person. Some friends are for a season. They are. And you they come cherish and that friendship while you have it. Yeah. But then the Lord makes it plain that you, you have to let them go. Yeah. And that they're not um you you aren't meant to depend on them mm-hmm. um or keep that relationship going. Mm-hmm. Um but you're thankful for the season that you had with them. Um, but I do feel that there are friends that are meant to last a lifetime. Yeah. And that if you um, invest in making the time and keeping communication and staying honest, mm-hmm. that there's such a value to having longevity of friendship with somebody. Because, I mean, all the history... Yes. Um, that you have not just the good memories, but also the low points and, oh, yeah. um, you know, that you've been there for each other. And you walk in the door and you're just crying and weeping and sharing what just happened. And we're there to wrap our arms around you and just pray for you and be there for you. That just really. There's nothing like it. Yeah, there is nothing mm-hmm. like that. And so then, you know, when when another hard thing comes you know you've lost walk through losing your dad yes um and I I feel like you know I was able to comfort you in that time because we were still close yes and um this past year when um Tim resigned from the cultural center and that was a very sudden um thing that happened and you know I called and just wept on the phone with you and you listened and wept with me I did and um you know because really hard friends that go through the ups and downs so I think even though it's hard to let friends in on those low things like it just makes life so much more um rich and um and it strengthens you Um, too, but we use Marco Polo a lot. I wanted to mention that to my listeners. Like if you're needing to stay connected with a long distance friend, or even not not very long distance. Yeah. Because I feel like. Even in the neighborhood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If you live more than five minutes away, you probably could benefit from Marco Polo. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. Like on the, in the morning, if I'm driving in to go grocery shopping, I'll just pop on and say, Hey. Um, it's a beautiful day. Look at the weather in Michigan because it's usually different than what's in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, Look like, at the snowflakes, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Said that many times. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, look at the flowers that are blooming. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we have spring about mid-February, um, early March yep. in Greenville. So it's definitely different. But um, yeah, Marco Polo has definitely become... Um, a go-to um, yeah. to staying connected. And, yeah. and then just phone calls. And every so often yeah. we do like a FaceTime phone call so we can actually watch each other and interact. interact. Better, yes. So that's and fun And the to kids do. love show and tell. And, yes. you know, look at what I'm doing right yes, now. They or do. projects. And, and sometimes I'll be talking to you while I'm working on a sewing project so we can feel yes. like we're sewing together. And that's a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. So she's, I brought a quilt that I'm trying to finish. Um, it's been on my bucket list to do a quilt. And so it's been in the making for a long time. And I'm determined that by the end of this summer, it's going to be finished. So um, I brought that and she helped guide me for the next, the next couple steps, hopefully. Yes. So, um, yes. yeah, it's just fun to make memories doing doing those kinds of things and even Rena, like when Rena was here in Mm -hmm. 20 um 2020 when we sewed our friendship quilts Rena was down here piecing the quilt with us and Rena brought her quilt this time when they came to visit and she's been sewing her quilt together and it's yeah just does my heart so good to be able to help step her through a quilt also passing on the sewing passing bug. it on <laughs> yes i love it yeah so um 
I think you had a verse um, that the Lord laid on your heart mm. to share. Yeah, just um, we were talking about Titus too at the beginning a mm. little bit. Yeah, but also just um, in Romans, Romans twelve. God just really laid that on my heart today to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And just how even our mentoring relationships, um, that's not something that the world really does a lot of and how it's something that... um, that we need to do for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the renewing of your mind part, um, sometimes we can be thinking about something that we want to do and we want to share with a friend. And then God just says to you, no, no, Becky, it's not your words. It's my words. And um, he'll do that a lot with me. And yeah. he'll say, it's not what what you should be saying to them. It's what does the word have to say? And how can... I reflect the word back to, you know, my friends and especially Sarah, Mm -hmm. you know, if she's going through a struggle, it's, I have to not just think of it through Becky's eyes, but through God, God's word in my life. How can, what would God say Mm -hmm. to Sarah through Becky's life experience and through Becky? And, um, it just really can help me to remember that when you're mentoring, when you have a friend, you know, when you're in a relationship with just about anyone, you need to think, how would God want me to be sharing in their lives? Yeah, what does the Holy Spirit want me to say to my sister right now? Yes. Instead of just like, how do I feel about that? Because we could get... Because I can get a whole lot of flesh in my thoughts, and I don't want the flesh in my thoughts. I want it to be the Spirit in my thoughts guiding Mm -hmm. me the Holy Spirit guiding me in my thoughts and thinking through how did Jesus react to situations like this? Because we have a whole lot of scripture that shows us how he reacted to people Mm -hmm. and just learning from his example of how to be kind and respond gently. And, you know, times when we want to get angry and be vengeful and learn that. And get bitter. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's not what he would have for us. He wants us to be there to encourage to build up and to share you know words from his word yeah with my sister point them to back encourage to her Jesus. Yep. yeah um i don't know if we actually read the titus first i don't um, think we did Let's so it... we can turn to that and um i think that would be a great verse to close i think so um so titus 2 verse and um, 3 and 4 It says, the older women, likewise, that they be reverent in their behavior, not slanders, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Verse 4 says that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And that's the New King James Version Mm -hmm. um, that I use. So. Just remembering to, you know, help your friends to be an encouragement, you know, not to let them say unkind things about their husbands, but to remind them that you're on the same team, you and your husband, and you need to be lifting your husband up and, you know, not listen to the husband bashing. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah remember is, who the enemy is it's yeah, not our kids it, it's, it's not, not our kids. spouse it, it's no, not we've been talking about that this the week <laughs> person at work that's annoying us no um, no we need to be encouraging each other yeah. and supporting each other and supporting our families and you know talking to my daughter-in-laws you know just encouraging them that you know we're on the same team here you know you're on the same team as your husband and to yeah. be an encouragement to each other in that way. And mm-hmm. we need to be growing, you know, together. Yeah. In Christ. Yeah. Well, I hope that our story um, has just been a blessing to you and um, that you'll think and pray 
through um, maybe, you know, a younger person that needs a friend, that needs mm-hmm. a mentor, um, and that you would just open your heart to them and um, make time, even if it's messy and maybe sometimes inconvenient like me calling and saying (laughs) I'm coming over for breakfast (laughs) um but that those spontaneous times can really turn into something quite amazing yeah and um or if you're feeling super um low and lonely and um discouraged um Ask the Lord to direct you to an older woman um, who's following after God and um, to be willing to be honest with them and say, you know, could we hang out and spend some time together? Because I just, I know you're about 10 years, um, pretty much 10 years older than me. And I have a couple other friends that are pretty much about that same um, age difference. And I just gleaned so much wisdom from them. Mm -hmm. So I think um, broadening your horizon as far as um, friends of all ages is just so helpful. Um, So I know, you know, I've found some younger um, girls that are, uh, younger moms and Mm -hmm. that I've, um, you know, tried to be intentional about doing life with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has just been such a blessing to turn around and offer that and be like, I'm trying to be like you, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jesus. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and so now, you know, um, Kelly Appleton, she's like a younger sister to me because she's like 10 years younger than I am. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, it's just special to be able to create those lifelong friendships. It is. So, um, yeah. do you want to just pray for the Sisters in the Spirit listeners? I'd be happy to. Before we go. Yes. Lord, we just come before you. Thank you so much for Sarah and for putting on her heart, Lord, this podcast. And Lord, I just thank you for what an encouragement she has been, and especially in recent years in my life, and just mm-hmm. bringing me back to you and to the Word. And thank you for this podcast and the many people already who've been so encouraging to us speaking and sharing your word and their life experiences and lord i just pray that each of the podcasts that will be in the future even that will be ones that will encourage and draw women unto you lord we pray Mm -hmm. that as sisters we would be encouraging each other and lord we know that life is full of struggles that we'd be able to come alongside each other and help each other through these struggles Mm -hmm. and lord we just praise you for this friendship that we've had for these many 20 years and pray that you will continue to bless us for many Mm -hmm. more years ahead and we pray this in jesus precious name amen 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 so i hope that that was a blessing to you and maybe inspired you with some ideas of how you can um, either seek out a mentorship a friend to invest in you um, and help you along the way, or maybe the Lord put someone in your um, mind and on your heart that you can open the doors to your house to. Um over the summer is a great time to do that. I know I have a few um, friends that I'm really hoping to reconnect with um, that it's hard to get together during the year. Um, but the summer is a little bit slower. Not a whole lot. Um, I'll be back at the dance studio teaching um, part-time next week. But um, I'm really excited about that too. So, um, I would love to meet you and put a face with, um, 
the people and friends who are listening on the other side of the microphone. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at raising underscore rubies times six. Um, and I would love to um, just stay in touch with you there. You can also join our Facebook group called Sisters in the Spirit with Sarah St. Clair. And um, I usually touch base with um, with people over there, try to uh, just have a little bit deeper conversation, sometimes related to the podcast. Sometimes it's just everyday life stuff. And um, yeah, I make announcements about podcast um, topics and interviews, what's coming up next. So if you don't want to miss any of that and what's going on in the Sisters in the Spirit um, group and want to connect a little bit deeper, you can request to join over there and I would absolutely love to see you and get to know you better there. So I hope you all um, have a great week and next week I will be uh, giving a life update and um, some more inspiring thoughts, I guess. Um, I've written down a number of different topics that I want to cover and I just have to pray about which one I'm supposed to start with next week. So be looking for announcement about that and love you. Alright friends, I'm going to let you go because I know we've all got stuff we've got to do. But just know that you are dearly loved. Jesus delights in you and you have a sister over here rooting for you and praying for you. Look forward to being with you again next week. Bye for now.